Good morning and welcome at the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our final show. This is it for 2016. Uh, we'll be our offices will be closed tomorrow and Monday for the New Year's celebration, and then we'll reopen in 2017 on Tuesday. If you want to get a hold of us, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. And uh, the website at allamericangold.com. You can order 24-7. So even when we're not here, we're really kind of here. You can just point and click your way through. Uh, just go out to allamericangold.com, click the order now button, and uh, do what you got to do out there. All the items, even the specials now, are all going to be up there. And uh, don't forget the medals program. Uh, January starts a new quarter, so it's a great time uh, to get set up on that program. If you want more details, that's on the website as well. And, of course, probably the most important thing, don't forget, to read all the the uh, information that we put out there each and every day, uh, you know, you think about it every week. I don't know the exact number of articles and videos uh, that we put up there, but it's well over a hundred articles, and and not to mention all the videos that are up there uh, every single day, Monday through Friday, we update it. So it's it's like a free report every day. So to make sure you go check that out, and don't forget, of course, uh, the podcast as well. And uh, just a sad kind of day. Uh, what was it the other day? Princess Leia passed away, and I and Carrie Fisher. Fisher, uh, she's Princess Leia to me. I'm sorry, that's just what it is. And then I find out now her mom died. Debbie Reynolds, of course, uh, singing in the rain. Uh, just. Uh, I don't know. Just, I, I know it's part of life, but uh, just sad. Uh, but but uh, anyway, may the force be with both of them as we wrap up the final show of the year. There's a rally in in the gold and silver markets. Uh, gold's up ten. Let's make it eleven now. Uh, eleven hundred and fifty-one dollars. Silver uh, all the way back over sixteen dollars an ounce. Now sixteen dollars. Uh, and 15 cents and rising. Uh, I said yesterday, I really like silver here. I really like it here. Uh, and you can order 2017 Silver Eagles. Uh, we're taking orders for those. Uh, if you're looking for something a little more affordable, you know, you look at uh, 2017 Silver Eagles, you're looking at uh, 400 plus dollars a roll over $400 a roll today. Uh, U.S. silver quarters, without a shadow of a doubt, still the best buy. Matter of fact, I've had them on sale now for the last 10 days because it's simply just the best price in town. It's the best game in town. You're talking about buying silver for, what, $2 over spot? And that number shrinking. And, and, you know, you can't do that. I remember when I first started, you could buy Silver Eagles for that. 
Now, I can't even get, when I order Silver Eagles uh, from the Bullion Bank, it costs me way more than that over spot just to get them. So if you're looking at getting into the silver market, the at least for right now today, this is an item where you're looking at uh, really right near cost here when you're talking about $130 a roll on the U.S. silver quarter market. Uh, and those are on hand and ready to go, 800-951-0592. I did pick up uh, some $20 gold uh, this morning. We've got 40 $20 liberties, uh, and those are at 1275 So you're looking at not even, a, what, $124 over spot, which is really... Uh, those premiums have come in nicely. Great opportunity on both of those markets. Uh, and those are also available online. And those will be available online uh, until I'm out of them. So you got two choices now. You can go out to allamericangold.com and point and click your way through, uh, or you can give us a call here at 800-951-0592. And, and probably the biggest news of the day, has to do with, well, I guess it was threefold. First, we had news. Sears came out. You know, we're only a few days past Christmas. Uh, another big wave of store closing starting January the 6th. Uh, still uh, waiting for bankruptcy. I, if, and like I said, I've already told people this. I don't think Sears files for bankruptcy until after August. But it's coming uh, but but already that they're they're the first of many. I think we're going to hear 2017 is going to be another one of those years where we're going to get just an enormous amount of retail closures. And and really the answer is pretty simple. Point and click, right? I mean that's re- <laughs> right? that's really the answer, right? Why go out when uh, you know what you've got. Uh, fight nights at the malls now and all this stuff and battle all the traffic you point and click uh, so they're the first start of that we had jobless claims today 265,000 they're still trying to spin it as a great thing and how great the jobs market is unfortunately the data underneath it doesn't support it we're going to talk about that no one bought any soybeans, it doesn't look like, so the trade deficit blew up this month as well. Got a lot of things to talk about. We'll be right back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J Solo Homer will be back at the start of next year uh, as he's returning from... Uh, Idaho, where they spent time with uh, family over the Christmas holidays. Um, you know, as we, we start to watch all of these things, the big narratives today uh, having to do with how they want you to believe, and apparently if they, they, they think if they say it enough times that everybody will believe it, uh, talking about this great, jobs market that exists here in the United States. Uh, 265,000 people filed for unemployment claims for the first time. 
But the thing about it was the news behind it, continuing claims. That's when, okay, I've been on unemployment now. I'm not a new, a new filer. And this number, uh, in a strong jobs market, you'd see this number declining. In other words, people that have been out of work for a while, but now I'm finding work and I'm no longer on the rolls. But it's actually going the opposite way. So continuing claims is spiking higher. So, yes, there are less people filing for first-time claims, but only because they've changed how they've hired. You know, they've allowed for all of these companies now to make you a contract worker, a temporary worker, a 1099-type worker. And all of those types of people are ineligible to even file for unemployment. So the the reduction there isn't because the jobs market got better. It's because we simply allowed companies to pretend like what you don't work for them. You know, when you start thinking about the jobs, of uh, the Uber jobs, all the temp to hire agencies, all the temp jobs, of course the part-time jobs. And then you start to understand that, okay, that probably makes sense, right? Because let's face it, the economy's not great. And then you realize, wait a minute, now once you do file, chances of you getting a job are diminishing. Because now we're seeing the continuing claims rise again. And so it's really one of those things of what, what you know, do you want to believe the headline or do you want to actually believe the data behind the headline? Uh, just like the GDP number last quarter. Right, this great 3.5%, it, did, it wasn't, it happened, but it wasn't because the consumer was spending and people were hiring, right? We got that phantom soybean deal, which added a whole percentage point to the GDP number. And today, and I only bring that up because today we got the trade deficit data. Apparently no one bought any soybeans this month. $65 billion. That's the biggest number I've seen in a couple of years. $65 billion, and they don't want to talk about it uh, they know it subtracts from GDP, right? It takes away from growth, so we're going to have the fourth quarter's not going to be great. But the thing that you need to realize about these numbers that they don't like to talk about, right? They, they want you to believe the headline jobless claim number. Let's not talk about the continuing claims. Let's not talk about the reason why the claims are down. Let's not talk about this trade deficit data. Because what they, what they really don't want you to understand is that's the, the wealth leaving the country. And you start thinking about $65 billion in a month. That, that money is gone. Right? And then you start thinking about that money. When you start thinking about all the immigrants that are here, 
whether they're here legally or illegally, right? What's the thing that, especially in a state like Arizona, they're always wiring, what, money back. Right, we have a ton of customers. Matter of fact, Homer has uh, a dot. Two of his brothers are in the banking industry, and they 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 have told them all the time, "Oh God, we do so much of that." Where they they're wiring money out of the country. You throw that on top of the trade deficit data numbers, and now all of a sudden you're looking at hey, they're here. Is it seven hundred and fifty? Is it a trillion dollars a year leaving America? And if we're the greatest nation on earth, how's that possible? That's not a sign of strength. That's a sign of weakness. And you start to kind of understand of how we've kind of what we, we we've kind of faked our way into all of this growth that they pretend is there that really isn't. Right? It's kind of, what do they, what are the old, well, you, you rob Peter to pay Paul. Right? And that's what we've been doing. And now you're starting to see, as, as we're starting to watch the, I guess, the, the love affair fade with the billionaires that are excited about Donald, you know, I'm excited about it. The problem is, all of the obstacles that are facing, it, it, it's it's too late. And now all of a sudden we're starting to get into the real economic data and we're starting to find out. They talked about how, oh, yeah, everybody's in a great mood again and this and that, but then when you look at the data, the data's actually gotten worse again. Of course, and I shouldn't say again, it's been worse. And now these are, are piling on and adding on to all of the the things that we've been talking about, and now we're faced with what? We're faced with a Federal Reserve that doesn't want to deal with reality. We're faced with entire nations trying to find a way to, as quickly as possible, Start going after the cash. If you go out to our website today, uh, Ramon just did a, a just a a great job. Uh, as you look at the the articles that are up there uh, today, the second article, okay, the the second article on the site, the first article is about Sprint bringing jobs back. Five thousand jobs are going to come back, and that's a great thing. The problem is the debt number needs to be 500,000 jobs. But the second article, the headline is Confiscating Gold. It was written by, by Martin Armstrong. And I know a lot of you uh, out there uh, follow Martin, and, and, he, and he really does do a great job. But one of the things, that I, and you know, you got to pay attention because... You, so many things are happening, and and you've got to go out to all these places to get all of the data so we can get it out and put it out to you. I didn't even know we spent so much time lately talking about what India just did, what Australia did, that I missed what the European Union has done. It says 
The assault on gold is by no means casual. Right, listen, they don't want you to own it. Which is really probably the best reason I can give for why you need to have it. Because they don't want you to. The hunt for money and the global effort to eliminate cash to enable the increase in taxation is also targeting gold. And of course, this is something where Martin Armstrong and I totally agree, and I've been warning all of you, you better get ready now. Because they're coming after your wealth, and that's as simple as I can put it. And it doesn't matter where it is. If you have it in the system, they're coming after it. If it's in your bank account, they're coming after it. If it's in your 401k, if it's in your IRA, if it's in your money market, if it's in mutual funds, they're coming after it. All the sales pitches that gold will survive have ignored the fact that government is well aware of gold and people using it to store wealth. China has imposed gold import restrictions. And, and really the, the Chinese now be trying to become, trying to replace London as the hub of all gold activity. Uh, of course, if you've been paying attention, the renminbi, the Chinese yuan, has been falling out of bed. Gold's been skyrocketing there. India's demonetization and global and gold confiscation, now that's a stretch, but we'll play along, have provided a blueprint for other governments to follow. That part you cannot deny. Banning of cash is coming everywhere. The success to them is that there have not been riots and bloodshed in the streets of India. Right? There's, there have been protests, but the, right, it hasn't resulted in riots. So that must be a good thing. That must be a powerful weapon. Now the European Commission has also proposed tightening controls on cash. And they've included precious metals transfers from outside the EU. They are using terrorism as the excuse that they need to shut down that route of funding of militia, uh, of militant attacks on the continent. Right, using the old uh, Winston Churchill, right, and this is, let's face it, every government does this. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Our politicians in Europe remember those words, and they're not allowing any terrorist attacks in Europe to go wasted. The USA followed this advice in 9-11. Of course, we remember the TSA, the Department of Homeland Security, began seeing you know, the phone records and all of that stuff. Gold is rapidly becoming the target of confiscation in Europe following the Berlin Christmas attack. 
Reuters has reported that after the attack on Christmas, I remember the this was the second, uh, the first one in France, the second one in Berlin where they terrorists drove the truck through the crowds. As the truck plunged into the crowd, they aren't letting the opportunity going to waste. The European Commission has proposed to tightening tightening capital control. And this is a word we need to really familiarize ourselves with. Capital control. This is what they're going to use to block you from withdrawing money out of your banks. Go to India today. Go try to get your money out of the bank there. You cannot do it. Right? We saw this play out in Cyprus. We saw this play out in Greece. Right, where they just say, hey, you know what? You only can have $300 a week. Everything else needs to stay in. We saw them use these same capital controls to prevent you from selling your money market in a time of crisis. Imagine that, actually protecting your money during the crisis and saying you can't do it. What is Martin Armstrong talking about? What are these controls? We'll talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum, the conservative pro-family movement launched by Mrs. Schlafly and supporting the Constitution, traditional education, and American sovereignty since 1972. Now from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. No one should be surprised when I tell you that Obamacare is falling apart. Premiums are increasing at incredible rates. Coverage is going down. The free market is being crushed. The problems with Obamacare are becoming too big to ignore. Even the Democrats cannot help but admit that something has got to change. Bill Clinton even called Obamacare the craziest thing in the world. Of course, he quickly walked back his statement, but he cannot walk back the problems that this law creates. Obamacare has gone from a disaster waiting to happen to a disaster that's actually happening. Governor Mark Dayton of Minnesota is another Democrat who is calling out Obamacare. During his State of the State address, Dayton called on Congress to fix the crisis. He said, The reality is the Affordable Care Act is no longer affordable for increasing numbers of people. Dayton can speak from experience in the state of Minnesota. According to the state regulators, Minnesota's individual market for health insurance is in a state of emergency. Premiums have been steadily rising for the past few years, and now premiums are expected to rise 50 to 67 percent in the next year. This crisis can no longer be ignored. Democrats say that we need to fix Obamacare so that we can change the bad but keep the good. What they don't understand is that Obamacare can't be fixed because it was built on a weak foundation. America has succeeded in the business world over the past two and a half centuries because we have always embraced a free market economy. Our founding fathers understood that government cannot regulate us out of our problems. Unfortunately, that is exactly what Obamacare tries to do. It's often said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, adding more regulations to Obamacare is the very definition of insanity. We can fix our health insurance market by repealing Obamacare and other burdensome regulations. If we give the free market a chance, it will prove true for health insurance, just as it has for any other arena where it's been put to the test. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Have you experienced firsthand the disaster of government intervention in health care? The limited choices and increased costs of the Affordable Care Act? We want to hear your story. Go to eagleforum.org and be a part of the blog conversation. Join the healthcare debate at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, another big move here. Uh, gold's now up uh, almost $18, $1,159. Uh, silver up $0.25, cents, now $16.25. Uh, silver right now, U.S. silver quarters now uh, below. At $130 a roll, you're paying under $2 over spot, which I gotta—I don't know. you got to go back quite a ways to find that pricing. You know, this is another one of those uh, weird times where where you have uh, really weird moves in the markets, moves that that most people don't think make a lot of sense. Uh, one of those, obviously, me included. Uh, and now you're kind of seeing the gold and silver markets uh, bouncing back here as they start to focus in on, you know, I guess what I'll call the the actual data versus the perception of the reality uh, that these people are trying to create. And, of course, my biggest fear, which is they're trying to distract us from what they're really up to. Uh, I firmly believe the Federal Reserve is raising rates because hyperinflation is coming. You know, and, and, and I leave it to Eric. He's always on the the cutting edge here and he brought up a great point yesterday you know you know there's been a lot of the trump reagan comparison and a lot of the things that they've talked about are very similar and one of the things that that you you know when you try to determine what is going to happen next you go back and you look into the past and and you think about when reagan came in Interest rates were sky high, 20%. Right? And we had, had uh, you know, Paul Volcker and the Federal Reserve trying to stamp out inflation. And, of course, Reagan instituted all of these tax cuts, and we had the big Social Security thing and all of that stuff, and we started ramping up the deficit spending. And we entered into this period where things felt better, right? It felt better because we covered it up with a lot of debt. And now you think about Trump's coming in at a period when rates have never been this low. And and I think Eric may be onto something here. Are we going to have the opposite effect now where during the Reagan years you saw interest rates, what, plummet? Are we going to see the opposite side of it now happen where the other side of the, of the puzzle comes into effect? All the things that all of these people that have told you everything's under control have written about and said, hey, listen, when you do stuff the way we've done it, it leads to what? This hyperinflation. 
And that really ties in to what Martin Armstrong's talking about today. So what are the new capital controls that are happening everywhere? If you're not worried about it, you're a fool. More than likely, most people don't even know that it's happened. Because, you know, the, 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 the thing about it is in the mainstream news, you know how it got spun here when they went and said, hey, you know what, when we decide we're not going to let you sell out any of your stuff? They described it as them going after the judiciaries that manage your money. Oh, we're trying to get you lower fees. That's what they sold it as. But the reality was is they just got control, more control of your money. Under the proposal, customs officials in the European Union will now expand checks on cash, precious metals, prepaid credit cards or debit cards, you know those prepaid cards, sent by mail or in freight shipments, the hunt for money is rapidly expanding. Agents will now be able to seize cash or precious metals carried by individuals entering the European Union even below the $10,000 threshold. Right, we have that same threshold here. So now the EU is saying, hey, we're going to even go lower than that. Cash has already been required to be declared. But you got to declare it. When you enter into the, UE, into the EU and when you enter into the United States above $10,000. The new European rules will allow authorities to seize money below that threshold when there are suspicions of criminal activity. A friend in Germany tried to send a $200 gift to their father, and the government demanded that they prove where the money came from. They say the plan includes a virtual currency such as Bitcoin and prepaid cards, where French authorities say were used to fund the bombing. And you know what's funny is they've used cash, they've used Bitcoin, they've used these prepaid cards. I haven't read anything where anybody's ever used gold, but yet there it is. It says the, the cover for the hunt for money continues. Armstrong says he's going to provide a detailed report. As soon as we see it, we'll have it out for you. But here it is again. If you're if you're carrying money, you're an evildoer. Right now they're saying, hey, look at money, precious metals, uh, your uh, prepaid debit cards, your Bitcoin. We want it all in the system. And they'll use any means necessary to do it. 
And so when you're sitting there and you're starting to try to put these things together, it's too hard, you know, day to day. Like, you know, why is gold up $20 today? Why was it down $20 last week? Right? All of that is, at least in my opinion, that's just people trading paper contracts. you got to look at the bigger picture. What's really happening? And what's really happening is you're seeing all of these central banks around the world instituted diabolical policies. And now they're going after and they're trying to what? They're trying to put the fence around all of your wealth. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back right after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. The website, allamericangold.com. Uh, today's special, the rolls of the U.S. silver quarters at 130 bucks, less than $2 an ounce over spot. And that number is continuing to, to fall here as uh, silver and gold are both rallying today. On the gold side, U.S. $20 gold pieces, now $115. You know, at $1,275, $115, well, right now, $117 over spot. Uh, as gold is up uh, almost 20 bucks this morning, as the economic data again showing exactly what I told you it was going to be. All of the fourth quarter GDP numbers are coming back down again. Uh, mostly, a lot of it having to do with the third quarter number was a you know a one-time event uh, with the soybean trade. We saw the deficit, the trade deficit numbers. The amount of money leaving America—it's incredible. And when you study your history books, this is how the superpowers decline. And, and then we uh, talk about all of these new capital controls. One of the things that we talked about last year was how Germany had been bringing their gold home. Right? And really, when you think about these central banks, you've got two things happening when it comes to central banks and, and gold. For most of the 90s, and into, oh, about 2005, okay? Central banks sold hundreds of metric tons of gold every single year. Matter of fact, the European Union, they kind of had an agreement. They didn't kind of, they did, they had an agreement were between all of those countries, they would sell 500 metric tons a year. And every year, like clockwork, that's what would happen. And then things all of a sudden started changing. As the debt started ballooning all over the place, as it became abundantly clear 
that we weren't going to pay off these debts, that we weren't going to be able to grow our way out of it. These central banks stopped selling the gold. I mean, it went from 500 metric tons a year to zero. And then it started to go the other way. And all of these central banks that didn't have a lot of gold started buying it. Matter of fact, they're still buying it. Matter of fact, China bought more gold in November than they had bought all year. And so we went from an an era where central banks were net sellers because they believed their own horse manure to where they stopped selling it all together, and then they started what? They started buying it all. And then countries all over Europe, all over the world, really, most of the gold that a lot of these nations held were either in London or in, in, in New York. And they had been stored there since the World Wars. Right? They, they shipped them there to try to keep it what? Keep it safe. Right? Even though they had left the gold standard, all of those European countries, they still wanted that gold safe, didn't they? Or they you bet they did. And we've seen it, whether it be the Netherlands, whether it be France, Germany, right? All of these countries are saying, you know what, I know you've been all, you know what, send it back. In 2016, Germany brought back substantially more gold than they initially planned. They say that now nearly half of all the gold reserves are in Germany, and they almost had, when this first started, they stored almost none of their gold there. Now they're saying that they've already gotten more than half of this back. This wasn't even supposed to get, first of all, it wasn't even supposed to get to half, and it wasn't supposed to happen until 2020. So my question would be, why is the German Central Bank speeding up the process. It says that Bundesbank, which is in charge of Germany's gold, which is 3,381 metric tons, the second largest in the world behind the United States, got in hot water when rumors were circulating that some or as much as 2,000 metric tons of that gold was stored in New York and London, and even in Paris, and that may have been melted down, leased, or sold. They said that the government told Bundesbank to rethink its overseas gold holding And starting in January of 2013, it promised that by 2020, it would bring back 374 tons of gold that it kept in France, 300 tons of gold that it kept in New York. 
Finally, Bundesbank decided that wasn't enough. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, final show of the year, going out with a bang. Uh, gold, $1,159 this morning. Uh, silver, uh, along for the ride, $16.25. Uh, the the Dow is down again. Down it was down 119 points yesterday. I guess we're going to have to wait uh, for Dow 20,000 uh, to come. I guess next year. Uh, the big news of the day really had to come. It really came out of the trade deficit numbers because it's going to uh, fourth quarter GDP. Now that's a big negative. All of that, you know, you subtract those billions. Subtracting $65 billion, that's a big subtraction uh, from the trade deficit. Apparently, the uh, <laughs> the soybean buy didn't happen. Uh, it's got Wall Street all upset right now, and uh, it's got the gold and silver markets uh, really finishing strong for the year. Matter of fact, gold's got a few more bucks here to get to uh, a 10% number. Uh, started the year at 1,060. Remember, you know, gold hit the low of 1,050 this time last year. That's where it was, 1,050. Right, the Federal Reserve had just raised rates for the first time. And I had told you, I'll get ready, gold's going to run. That was the best thing they could have done. Now they've raised rates again. And I told you the last, you know what, I was wrong. I thought gold was going to rally right after they announced the raise rate. I was off a week. Now it's rally. I think the big difference in 2017 that we won't get is the Donald Trump winning the election. Right? That gave uh, them a reason to celebrate. It paused, right? They, they sold, you know, because let's face it, gold was up 25%. Silver was up, I don't even know, what 30%. So gold's going to finish the year up, you know, almost 10%. Silver uh, is going to be up close to 20%. And I think we're going to get that same thing here in 2017. The data hasn't changed. We're in a slowdown. It's not a recovery. The economy's actually been slowing down not gaining steam. I think we're going to see another rally. You remember the big rally we had from January to April. I mean, it was huge. I wouldn't be surprised to see a repeat of that rally. The difference will be there's not a presidential election. There's not a Donald Trump to give out the hope. And I think it'll finish the year strong in 2017. Uh, today's special, once one more time, uh, gold's now up. It's 1160 bucks now. U.S. $20 liberties, until I'm out of them, only had 40 when we started, are at $1,275. That's $115 over spot. Just a great value. Uh, silver's now uh, up again as well. Now silver's at $16.30. So on the silver side of things, there are no silver eagles. If you want to order 2017s, you can. They'll be here in about three weeks. 
Uh, but if you want the best deal going in the silver markets today, it's got to be those silver quarter rules. Less than two dollars over, so getting down to about a buck seventy-five over spot at one hundred and thirty dollars. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Great way to end the year. A nice rally in gold and silver. We're closed tomorrow and Monday. We'll be back in 2017. Everyone have a great New Year's. Be safe.